Welcome to the Love Triangle. And uh, what this is, is this is a podcast. And it's three football fans of the West Yorkshire clubs, Huddersfield Town, Leeds United and Bradford City. See, I did kind of, that wasn't in any priority. I hope this isn't going to be an issue, you know, the way we name them. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm joined by journalist Amy Ruskey, who sports Bradford City. Hello, Amy. Hi. And also journalist Tom Maston, who sports Leeds United. Hello. Hello, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so what I reckon we should do to start with is maybe run us through a little bit why you support Leeds United, how you came to support Leeds United, and um, yeah, all that kind of background stuff. Yeah, so Leeds fan for just over 20 years. I think my first game was Christmas 97, a thrilling 1-1 draw with Aston Villa. <laughs> uh, and I suppose over the next year, got properly got into football, started following Leeds thought well this is good i mean uefa cup semi-finals champions league semi-finals <laughs> what an amazing club to follow and then i mean the last 15 years have been pretty miserable <laughs> um bit of hope last year obviously which uh which was nice for once yeah and uh fingers crossed uh, they can carry on going forward into next season yeah certainly certainly uh amy um so bravo city fan for about 15 16 years now my granddad um, took me along to my first game when I was about five, uh, which I can't remember because that's quite that young was, actually. Yeah, well, it was the season we were in administration and got relegated with about ten games to go. So there was, there was a particular season that happened, though, was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the many. Yeah, one of the many. <laughs> so it wasn't the glory days start. This was kind of like my granddad, right? Well, my dad was a Sheffield United fan, couldn't take me to games. So my granddad was like, right, you can live the life of misery that I've lived for so long yeah um but yeah season ticket holder since then and then um we had we had a few glory seasons Wembley but otherwise it's, I mean you're looking at like flash in the pan <laughs> and we're back to what I started with which is misery so yeah great. I mean football tends to be like that doesn't it yeah. it does just you know it's, it's ups and downs you know I guess some clubs don't really have I mean we're quite lucky in this room we have had you know between us quite a bit of success and you know ultimate failure administrations and things like that i mean we've all been through it to a degree as well that's probably something that all the clubs share a little bit of yeah um we've not all just experienced mid-table mediocrity in no you know yeah. league one or league two or whatever I mean, not to sound like a bit of leeds fan but you see man united supporters <laughs> at the minute like despairing at the fact that the club's finishing sixth in the premier league and it's just like yeah exactly God, what yeah. i'll do for that yeah exactly <laughs> i know yeah um, from my perspective, uh, similar to you guys, I supported Huddersfield. Um, it came through my dad and his dad. Uh, for Huddersfield Town fans who are listening, I'm not a, um, a lad from Huddersfield. I am uh, a Bradford-born kind of lad as well, so I've always lived around Bradford City fans. <laughs> kind of that um, that side of things is where it's a bit different. Yeah, so it's just really to do with where my granddad lived originally. He's quite close. Huddersfield were better than Bradford at the time, and uh, he started supporting them, and then my dad obviously got into them, and so did I. So I mean, I support. I've, I started going when I was about eight years old. I did go to the old uh, Leeds Road ground, which everyone kind of uses as a badge of honour now, you know, yeah. one of those things. Oh, I used to go when it was all terracing and all that kind Particularly of thing. Particularly well, were successful. Yeah, exactly, period. yeah. Um, but... Yeah, that's all the thing. M most of all, I guess we've all supported him for a long time. We've all had the ups and downs, you know. Let's get past all that kind of like I've supported him for however many years or whatever. Um, let's look at the new season. Let's look at um, what's to come. 
for these three clubs. So, um, yeah. Tom, do you want to kick us off? Obviously, Leeds United, so close last season. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like a lot's changed since then. No, it hasn't. I mean, sort of the main question mark after that derby game on that fateful night in May was, would Bielsa be staying? And within, I think it was about 10 days later, the, the white smoke came up and they said, yes, he is staying. And I think that was a relief for all Leeds fans. They were like, right, okay. Yeah. For the first time in however many years, I'm not having another summer of major overhaul, having to find a new manager. He then has to go and find his players. We've got Bielsa. We know what we're going to get with Bielsa and we can have another really good run at it. I suppose from there, it's been a an up and down summer in terms of, player recruitment and things like that but I think we're posit- there's a positive vibe around Leeds because of Bielsa and yeah. even though there's been question marks over transfers and things like that everyone has thought but Bielsa's there and that is the main sticking point for most fans at the end of last season if he went all hope was gone but yeah. he's still there I was convinced he was going to leave because he has got a bit of a reputation of I mean he could go room. next week you never yeah. know yeah. but for now <laughs> Do you think they've got a backup plan in place for that if that happens? Leeds, Leeds never have backup plans. They're very much on the seat of the pants when it comes to making decisions. But yeah. I think there was a. It was funny because obviously they had the derby game, and then everyone was like, "Is he staying?" And then photos were emerging of him in Volkswagen dealerships in Pontefract. It's like, well, he's buying a car, <laughs> so he must be staying. And it's like, well, he could just be buying a car to drive over the Channel Tunnel or something like that. You never know. Um, but then there was pictures of him with the director of football that emerged as well and everyone thought, right, we stayed and then eventually it was announced and, and I think since since then most Leeds fans have been positive about what's coming up. Yeah. Well, that, that does sound fairly positive and I think, yeah, the fact you have held on to him is a yeah. good thing. There doesn't seem to be a lot of changes in it. I mean, we'll come to this in a bit but there's not been a lot of changes in the playing staff either, has there? No, even some of the guys we've signed in inverted commas were there last season so you never know, just rumours some players... Uh, garnering interest from elsewhere but yeah for now it's business as, as usual as much as it can be at Ellen Road I suppose yeah. and to a degree you expect to pick up where you left off last season I think so I mean the style isn't going to change it's going to be exactly the same the fact it's a the, the playing squad is similar means there shouldn't be as much learning to do as there was last summer under Bielsa where they were doing they're still doing lots of training sessions two or three a day but they're not having to learn the Bielsa way like they were last season which should in theory, given they got a great start last season, I mean, it's even better this time around. Yeah, definitely. Amy, what about Bradford? Obviously, a relegation, mm. new start. Yeah, I mean, I guess not in a Bielsa way, but uh, Boyer staying around is, um, is a good thing. I mean, the back end of last season, so we had last season the chairman interfered and left, finally, yeah. um, after basically rumours saying he was trying to run the club as a manager right. from like a chairman role um so anyway he's he's gone midway through last season hopkin left we had like four like three managers last season but you came in towards the end of the season and we just looked a lot more solid defensively yeah. so him sticking around was like a massive thing he signed a two-year deal as well which says um which is quite a nice thing um but no i think the fact that we are well with the biggest club in league two yeah yeah as well like the teams that have gone down don't bother us really. Um, the teams that have come up, I mean, Orient's obviously quite a big club and Salford with all their money, but 
you look at that and if there's no automatic promotion then people will ask questions yeah you've just got to go into that league and assert yourself haven't you yeah from the start you know we are Bradford City, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna take you all to town to yeah, a degree. Literally. I mean the only problem we've all we've we've always faced when we when we play teams that are a bit not as big in stature is when they come to a ground that's you know, it's it's quite intimidating but also, you know, it's a big crowd and they're like it's like it's like what they say when goalkeepers always have the best games of the career at Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah. Teams will come and play because it's up to the occasion, but it's just a league game. Do you um, think the fans will get behind them this season? Do you think the, the Valley Parade will start to fill up a bit if they, if they do well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've sold, is it 13,000 season tickets, I think? Um, Which is good, yeah, yeah, excellent. I mean, some of them will be flexi cards, people will come and go, but I think if we if we do well, it will pick up. Um, and I mean, 13,000 in League Two anyways, more than good enough. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Um no, that's good. Uh, well, from Huddersfield's perspective, um, there's been a few changes. Um, obviously, the manager hasn't changed. Jan Sievert took over while we're in the Premier League, so that stays the same. Um, yet to see how that plays out. Um, the biggest shock was um, towards the end of last season, Dean Hoyle saying that he was selling the club. So he sold it to uh, another businessman who has been affiliated with the club for a long time, so Phil, Phil Hodgkinson. Um, so, yeah, the club have been doing the usual thing you know we've had there's been videos of him interviews um he's done a Q&A he's been quite open seems like a pretty decent guy he's from a different background to Dean though Dean was always kind of like a man of the people and I think it's quite it's quite hard to have that personality as well especially when you're trying to keep everyone on board and Dean Hoyle kind of he had that I had that about him um it, uh, I think Phil will I think he will rub people up the wrong way um, he, he is from a different background, like I said, he's from a, like a, um, a legal background and it's a bit more businessy and I don't know if there'll be relatively the same kind of emotional thing there. Yeah, Hoyle did like a lot of charity work and a lot of community work, it seemed, looking from yeah. the outside. Yeah, is that gonna which everyone on? liked. Apparently yeah. that's going to stay the same, yeah. 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 Um, I think the good thing about Dean was that whenever he made a decision, if people didn't like it, he never took it too personally. And I think that's that's a really good thing. He never then made a reaction to it. It'll be interesting to see if Phil will be able to do the same thing if that happens, because um, it takes a certain kind of pa- personality to just be able to brush off criticism or whatever and stick by their own decisions um, without doing anything too dramatic to follow up. And we know what football fans are like. You know, you you can't really please everyone. Um, so yeah, that's the biggest change for Huddersfield, really. Um, and uh, we'll we'll have to see how it goes um everything from the playing staff really not been a lot of changes there either um so quite a few new faces appearing which is good to see um and uh yeah i think well, they've sold more season tickets than ever in the championship as well uh, i think it was the same as last season or a bit more than last season i don't know if it was, that was possible but that's what the club are saying uh which is great because fans think they might start winning again I think so. Yeah, I don't know why, really, because like last season was so bad that it's it's hard to imagine anyone having watched last season and especially with the same personnel going. Oh, I want to see that again. I mean, you know, if they perform like last season, or you know, if it starts to turn that way, then it's it's a pretty awful season for anyone who's a season ticket holder. Um. So, yeah, there's um, as far as new season expectations goes, at the moment it's kind of in the balance, and there's a lot of like other factors at play I guess that's the same for almost every football team though isn't it at the start of a new season 
Okay, so given what we've all just said, early doors, let's go in there before we get into the kind of like intricate details of the, the teams. What What's your hype rating so far? Are you getting well carried away? Tom, are you one to five, five being bang on, we're automatic promotion. Where are you at? When the fixtures came out, I was a five. Because right. I looked at the fixtures and thought, we'll beat all these teams. Yeah. None of these teams look like the better than us. And then the events of the last couple of weeks that I think we'll probably get into has probably dropped it to a four. Okay. Bielsa means it's a it means it's that high. Yeah, yeah. And what happened last season. But there's just a couple of things that have crept in, in the last couple of weeks, which means it's dropped ever so slightly. So four. So say. four would be automatic or playoffs. Again, kind of similar to last season. Yeah, I, I could almost see it being a repeat of last season. I've just got that worry that we'll start well, we'll fall away, and then we'll just miss out again. Yeah. But I'm hopeful. So four. All right, then. Amy? I'd say four. Four I as think, well. I um, think it would be a five if it was a different club, in that we have all the materials to literally just win the league. But because it's Bradford, there's not going to be an easy way, and we'll probably do. I mean, the last time we got promoted from League Two was when we went to Wembley in the FA Cup in the League Cup sorry and everything and we had to win like we had to win loads of games in a row like after that we were 12 or something when we got knocked out yeah. when we lost the final and we um, we slipped in at 7th because obviously the playoffs is there's more teams go up from League 2 and we went up that way yeah. so I, th I think we should go up but we'll do it in some sort of stupid long winded <laughs> complicated way that's the best way yeah uh, uh, when Huddersfield were in League Two and they got promoted, that's how it, it looked like we were certs for um, promotion, automatic yeah. promotion. We went down to the last game of the season. Pavel Abbott tried some ridiculous back, back pass, um, cost us a goal, and then we fell into the playoffs because of it. You know, all the other results formed in that way, and then we we ended up going up through the playoffs yeah. remarkably. Um, but the playoffs is such a lottery. Yeah. Um, but we've all had varying levels of success and failure mainly failure for Leeds I have to say thanks Playoffs for that yeah that's the first one how long was that <laughs> go so on yeah, then if how you need any tips on that Huddersfield are experts at the playoffs but yeah. <laughs> what's um, the Huddersfield hype level then it's a three I think for me and that's that's higher than I thought it was going to be um, but it's just because there's um, there's just that there's a lot of players in that team that I have seen play really poorly last season you know the, yeah the Premier League's tough and everything but I, I didn't see any kind of any kind of gel in the team, nothing really coming together. Um, there's been personalities in the changing room that have clearly caused disruption as well. And apparently those guys have, have been weeded out and the fact that they've not really featured in any of the pre-season stuff, it's clear who those people are because they've not been sold to anyone, but they're still there, still in, in and around the club. If we can keep those guys away from the rest of the squad, I think that's important as well because you don't want net that negativity in there people who don't want to play for the club uh, that concerns me because that that um that kind of like black cloud is still in and around the club which which worries me i don't know what i don't know what they're doing with those players um but that kind of makes me feel a bit uncertain also the championship is rock hard league um we've got a really good i think we've got a really good squad we're be we've got a better squad than we had when we were last in the championship. Probably better than when we got promoted, actually. Um, so that's positive. So that kind of like makes me feel like, well, yeah, we could do okay. I imagine. It, I mean, getting in the playoffs would be great. Um, it'd be great if we got in the playoffs and didn't get promoted because I don't want to go back to the Premier League. 
<laughs> I don't. Wanna, I certainly don't want to go back to the Premier League with this squad. We've got to be in a lot better position to go up. You've got. You know, if if we've learned anything from that whole experience, it's that you've got to. Uh, you've got to have lo- You've got to have loads of money, and you've got to have loads of talent in that team to be able to survive. Um, and again, this is something where Sievert might come into his own a bit in showing how he can drive a team and make them successful and make them believe they're successful beyond their own kind of like levels of ability. So that would be a big thing for me. All right, so Tom, you might be able to help me out with this next bit. We're going to move on to who are the major threats in your league. So, I mean, the championship. Have you done much research on what everyone else is doing? I have to say, I, it doesn't seem like there's a lot going on. Like, I thought the... There's been championship seasons before where clubs have gone all out, signing people, spending ridiculous amounts of money, and it's not worked out for them. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen a lot of that yet. It is, in my opinion, the weakest championship as a collective for a long time. Right. Factoring that there's no outstanding team, either a big club that's come down from the Premier League or a team that's, like you were talking about, doing what doing a Wolves yeah. But it's going out and signing players where you think, how the hell are they signing these guys? There isn't a team like that. That said, there'll still be teams who go on good runs. The teams I sort of see as Leeds' biggest rivals are West Brom, who obviously have still got a lot of the players that they had when they came down a couple of years ago. A lot of those guys are old men, but if you can find someone to replace the goals that Dwight Gale scored, yeah. then they are a threat. They finished fourth last season. A lot of people forget because it was an under-the-radar fourth, almost. They yeah, sacked yeah. more. Everyone sort of forgot about them, and then all of a sudden the playoffs came around and went, oh, West Brom are in there. They've been fourth for six months. <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, silly red car from Chris Brunt saw them losing the playoffs to Villa. But I think they'll be a threat this year. They've got Slavin Bilic in as manager, who's obviously an experienced coach, has got experience in the English game. He's not always been successful wherever he's been, but I think no. he'll, he's got something to prove after how it ended for him at West Ham. I think they lacked a bit of self-belief last season when I saw him. Yeah, I, I think, think so. that'll help. I think he's all about that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at their squad, like they've lost Craig Dawson to Watford and obviously Gale. It sounds like they're going to sign Kenneth Zahor from Cardiff, who's got a lot of goals when Cardiff yeah. went up a couple of years ago. Um, they had a few loanees that they'll need to replace as well, but they've got a solid squad, so I think they'll be up there. Uh, the other teams that I look at, Cardiff, uh, who I just mentioned, Again, it's pretty much the same squad that they had when they went up two years ago. Mm. It doesn't look like they're going to lose anyone from that team that they had in the Premier League other than um, a couple of guys that they had on loan. Junior Hoylet is a good championship footballer. Yeah, They've got strong defence, Bamba and, and Morrison. If they can keep Efridge in goal, I think he's one of the top goalkeepers in, in the championship. And Warnock knows how to get out of the league. I mean, yeah, I'm you surprised can... he stayed, actually. Again, we're talking about managers that mm-hmm. tend to cut and run. He's... It, well, we all know what it's about. It's angling for better deals, isn't it, constantly? Yeah. And they yeah, must have bowed to his financial demands. I think this will be his last year. But yeah. uh, love him all over him. He knows what he's doing when it comes to the championship. There's no way that Cardiff team should have got up a couple of years ago. No. But I think they're coming back down into, like I say, a weaker division. So you'd imagine they will be strong again. And I then, felt they made, a better, they made a better job of the Premier League than Huddersfield did with a, what I, on paper, I thought was a weaker team than yeah, Huddersfield Yeah, no, I well. agree. Yeah. You know, so... All credit to Warnock on that front. Yeah. And then the third team that I sort of looked at were Fulham, who are probably the richest club in the division. Yeah. If you look at their squad on paper, they've probably got the strongest squad. If you look, they've kept Mitrovic, they're keeping hold of Tom Kearney. I imagine Sessegnon will go before the end of the window. Tottenham mm. are selling Danny Rose, and he seems like the ideal yeah, replacement yeah. for him. 
but they've got a really strong squad. I suppose the question mark over Fulham is Scott Parker. What's he like as a coach? He did okay when the pressure was off those last few weeks of the season, but this is pressure on. Fulham have to go back up with their wage bill, and Mitrovic isn't picking up pennies. Is he? He'll be on big wages. Kearney signed a new deal just before they went up, so he'll be on Premier League money. Alfie Moore, some people like that, they'll be on Premier League money. So they've got to go back up. Yeah. So, But Parker is a question mark. You compare that to Leeds where the squad isn't as strong, but they've got the, the proven coach. So yeah, West Brom, Cardiff, Fulham and the free IC is the main threat. There's always clubs who come from nowhere. Derby? Derby? <laughs> a, they've got an unknown coach in Koku. In terms of the English game, he obviously has success with PSV, but then... Flopped in Turkey, didn't they? He was taking Fenerbahce down. No one takes Fenerbahce <laughs> down. That's like someone. It's like someone turning up at like Arsenal and having them on the verge of relegation. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't happen. Um, and all their best players were low knees. Tamori, player of the year, Mason Mount, mm. Harry Wilson. Yeah. They've all gone. So they've got to replace them. They brought in Dowell from Everton, who's had success in the Championship before. Sheffield United. Yeah. Um, last year and somewhere else before that wasn't it, the year before I can't remember it's the top of my head so the, that's probably to replace Mount um, but they need goal scorers and like forward players to create stuff for them they've got Tom Lawrence but that's about it and they probably need another defender Yeah. so their squad to me doesn't look strong enough no, no. I mean it's difficult Forest you literally could just toss oh, a coin I mean you could go through like a lot yeah. of the championship teams and you know big clubs um who've not quite got to where they want to be yeah. as well you know the last few seasons and it's it's interesting to see now that they're moving towards trying managers who aren't as proven as well yeah. you know yeah. instead of just going after those big wage managers who've got impressive cvs they've realized that doesn't make a difference especially at a big club you know borough for instance yeah going with woodgate now i mean they just, could they could win the league but you yeah, literally yeah. don't know yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's like norwich last season nobody yeah. would have predicted that no 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 one at all and I mean, like I, Birmingham this year or something like that, well, flying yeah. up and winning it. Yeah, it's just a bit strange. The only other one, um, a bit of a left field choice of Brentford, who look yeah. to be who look to have thought this could be our year and are going for it and they're spending big money. That was obviously signed one of Leeds' key players in Pontus Janssen. Yeah, that was a shock. I imagine they'll lose more pay before the end of the window. Mm. Watkins as well. Watkins, I think they'll keep Watkins. Sawyer's Sawyer's have been linked to it move away and obviously they lost concert but Janssen will come in to replace him um, Thomas Frank after a ropey start last season really seemed to be getting them going again towards the end of the the, the year Yeah. so last year at Griffin Park so it'll be a great way for them to go I mean Brentford in the Premier League might sound strange to, to people who maybe haven't followed their story but they're a genuine contender I think they're, they're left field and they've got a lot of new players to bed in but if they do they could be up there yeah, um, and you might see them change as as a football club. You know, their people's perception of them will change. New stadium, if they do get into the Premier League, and they have got a new stadium, their their location's amazing in London. Um, they'll yeah. attract players. They'll be kind of on the periphery where they'll be able to attract players who want to be in and around London, but aren't anywhere near good enough to get into the top teams. Exactly in that area. So, and then yeah. there's a couple of others with new managers, Swansea, who would look to be getting it together under Potter last year with a lot of young players. But obviously he's left. Steve, don't know what Steve Cooper's going to do coming from England under-17s. And Sheffield Wednesday, who sort of did all right under Steve Bruce, 
back end of last year, yeah, but yeah. we don't know who their manager is going to be now. So again, it's tough for Wednesday, that isn't it? It's again, it's more uncertainty. Um, they stuck with Bruce as well at the start. Even at the start, it was a bit touch and go, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't well, he didn't he didn't join right away, did he? Yeah, because after he left Villa. He sort of because he'd lost his both his parents in the space of twelve months. Oh, I didn't realise. that. Yeah, and it was a apparently a promise he'd made to his dad that they'd go watch England play cricket in the West Indies. Yeah, yeah. And so, ah, yeah, this, and yeah. so he did, went and did that, and Wednesday gave him their blessing to go do that, and then obviously he's turned around and stabbed them in the back <laughs> four months later, <laughs> which has gone down really well at Hillsborough by all yeah, accounts. <laughs> um, Amy, tell us a bit about League Two. What I mean, do you know about it? What do you know about the teams? And I mean, you touched on it a little bit, didn't you, about some of the teams coming up into? Yeah, I think the thing is with League Two is we've seen teams. You look at like Lincoln, Bristol Rovers did it as well. Teams that get promoted from the National League can come into League Two, and the momentum will just carry them all the way through it. Because some of the teams in League Two are poor. Yeah. You look at some of the teams, and you like Morecambe are still in there, and I have no idea how they're still there because every year they seem to finish like twenty second. Because only two teams go down from League Two. There's so many, so many teams that are poor but manage to stay in it by like the skin of the teeth. Um, so I think I think the main threats really you've got Orient coming up, especially with them losing just in Edinburgh. There's kind of a bit of a collective feel around Orient and um, like I say, the momentum again. And Salford with the money is always going to be. Do you know? Can they? I can't remember who they've just signed. They've just signed. Um, a massive coup um, defender and just the players they're signing is just ridiculous like not league two business yeah yeah like it's not league two signings like the fact that these teams these players are dropping down is is because of the money Um, the only other one I'd say really is probably Scunthorpe who came down with us just because they were up there with the playoffs when we were um, and they've kind of done similar to us in that them having a shocker last season was like, oh, wow, like yeah, you're going down as well. Yeah. Um, there's quite a few teams in and around there that um, have kind of played around with the playoffs. Like you've got like Newport, who Michael Flynn, we knew, we know really well, he used to play for Bradford, um, kind of got like a, you know, he got them, the, obviously the beat leads in the cup. Nice. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> um, and, you know, they've been in and around the playoffs. You've got, you know, quite a few teams that will flirt about with that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I hope he does well. Yeah. He seems to be doing well last season. Um, it's a very unpredictable league um, because, there's, like I say, it's the momentum of coming up can just, like, teams can just fly straight back up. But there's there shouldn't be that much of a threat, really, like, on paper, especially our squad is probably the best squad in the league. Mm. Um, to have, like, James Vaughan and Clayton Donaldson up front for a League Two squad is just ridiculous really yeah there's a lot um, of experience there and especially like Owen Doyle as well who was our I think he was our top scorer last season um yeah I mean there isn't it's the it's it's the unpredictability of league two that will be the threat really of yeah. like come and will be our own threat probably it usually takes a while doesn't it at the start of the season like you get the results go here there and everywhere and then it takes 10 15 games for it all to yeah. kind of shake off a little bit and you get your teams kind of emerging yeah, um, I'd imagine. I don't think it'll be plain sailing. No, Bradford at the start, but you would imagine, yeah, that it would start to take shape. Yeah, I mean, we got we've got Cambridge at home. That's our first game, and Cambridge are another one of them that seem to kind of like spend half the season kind of like eighth, ninth, and you're mm. like, oh, maybe they'll get in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden they'll lose like seven games in a row, and they're back down in nineteenth, and you're like, hang on a minute, what? Yeah. So 
there's a certain nostalgia to those teams as well playing those teams like yeah. when you're saying those teams those team names i'm kind of thinking i can remember when town were playing them and things yeah. like that and you know those even um you know you're kind of playing your scunthorpes grimsby is one that when i was young were probably one of the first kind of like strange teams that we played but i, I, I don't think there's that many threats to us um we'll have to see we'll probably be our own worst enemy if we don't go up, yeah. it'll I be our own doing. Once you get rid of that kind of negativity in the team, once you get a few results under your belt, you don't really, you don't think that's going to happen no. as much, do you? Um, we'll move on to some of the developments at the clubs then, uh, what's been happening over the summer. So people coming in, players coming in, players going out. Um, we'll start with that. I'll start with Huddersfield. There's like um, We've had a, f- a fair bit of action. We've not gone... To say that we've come on the back of two seasons in the Premier League and obviously the money's amazing, apparently there's not a lot of that left, which I, I don't really understand to a degree. I mean, you know, the chairman, Phil Hodgkinson's come out and explained it very top line. You know, we spent half on transfers when we were in the Premier League. And All we spent that massive half. money you were spending when you were up there. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't <laughs> a lot, was it? It didn't, it didn't appear to be a lot. And half on wages as well. So I imagine the wage bill was astronomical compared to what we've, we've had to pay before. We, I can understand that to a degree. Um, so it seems sensible to me. Though. I'm glad they're not going out and, you know, spaffing um, 20 million on anyone. Doing a full Yeah. Because um, it doesn't always work out. It, I, mean, I don't know. I'm a, I am a bit torn on that side because it's obviously quite nice to get those players in that you go like, oh, yeah, they're going to be like different graviers level or whatever. Um, but yeah, they've brought in. Um, well, it's been a, been a bit of a mixed bag, really. We've just got in. Thankfully, we've got a goalkeeper because Jonas <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lossel, and it's you know, broken my like stepson's heart because he's a goalkeeper. He's a you know he's eight years old and he's a goalkeeper, and he absolutely loved Lossel. And Lossel was a, a he was a fan's favourite at town. I'm not going. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, it's it's interesting that. Um, Lossell has actually moved on to Everton as well. You know, that shows that he was good enough to kind of cut it in a Premier League squad. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to be Everton's first choice goalkeeper, but he was kind of of that level. You know, he's fa- he was fairly consistent. Um, he would have been a great championship goalkeeper. It would have been it would have been fantastic to hold on to him, but I think he had kind of aspirations of staying at that level or whatever. So good luck to him. Um from Liverpool, um, we've brought in Camille Grabara. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Young Polish goalkeeper. Yeah, last time we learned the goalkeeper from Liverpool, it was Danny Ward, and he was fantastic. We got promoted through um, uh, from the Championship with him. So hopefully, so hopefully Camille can fit kind of fit in there because goalkeepers were basically relying on you know um, Ryan Schofield otherwise. And yeah, I don't think Joe Coleman's going to uh, going to step up either. But there's a bit of strength there. There's a bit of depth there. It was, I mean it was looking like we didn't really have any backup so um yeah we'll see how he does we also signed herbert bockhorn from dortmund yeah we know lots about him <laughs> great name it's been a while since there's been a herbert i think in the huddersfield town team probably you know i don't know if it's ever been mentioned but we won the league three times in a row we're probably going back to the 1920s yeah. when we won a, when herbert was a popular when herbert was a pop- bring back herberts that's what i say <laughs> uh so yeah tommy smith's gone to stoke and i imagine herbert will look to be dropping into that fullback position um so um apparently we got four million for tommy smith to stoke and he wanted it he wanted a move he wanted a new challenge and everything he's been great for the club and he's moved on excellent and bockhorn's coming for 200k apparently 
So again, that's quite good business from the club's perspective. He's 24 years old, young. Um, obviously, he's worked with Siva before. See how he gets on. Uh, Josh Kamora from Leighton Orient is quite an interesting signing. Uh, 20-year-old forward. Did quite well for Leighton Orient. I think he's part of their team that helped them get promotion. Um, yeah. Saw a bit of him against Rochdale. Scored. Looks quite good. It's quite a step up, though, isn't it? He's yeah. come from non-league. Yeah. To... You don't see it as often nowadays, but it can happen. You yeah. had Grant, though, last season. Didn't you sign him in January? Yeah. And he met the... He, what was he? Was he top scorer? Yeah, so he came in and he... Yeah, he was the only one that really found the net. And thankfully, we've still got him now. So yeah. over the summer, it was looking like he might go as well, so... That's like a... That's a big step up. Yeah, us. it is, yeah. But I guess for... for strikers you know if they know where the goal is and they kind of feel confident yeah. in themselves they'll score goals won't they and i think that's what we're hoping with uh, josh kamara because it'll be him and grant and people like that kind of rotating up front uh tommy elphick which got on a free transfer loads of experience nice to see that coming as well because i don't you know you don't just want raw talent do you or, or kind of like young players in your no. team no you need some of those guys that have got a bit of experience in the actual playing squad because we've seen players move it Huddersfield players like Mark Hudson move out of the playing squad and Dean Whitehead move into the coaching staff uh, so we could still do with that experience in there uh, so yeah he's come in that's, uh, that seems like a decent signing to me uh, Reese Brown is another one centre midfield he was signed from Forest Green um, so and he scored 11 goals he's highly rated season. yeah I don't yeah. know much about him but I know he's highly rated he sort of did well there last year they got the playoffs in League 2 last year yeah yeah lost so, to Mike Dean yeah I think yeah. uh, that's, that's again. That looks like on the face of it, it looks like. I mean, you know, these could really work out for town. It's they, they look like fairly shrewd kind of bit of transfer business. Young lads as well who've still got something to, you know, somewhere to go. Yeah, there's not that much pressure on you this year either. Like, no, they're not going into a squad that's like we need to get automatically promoted. Yeah. So yeah. there's kind of like a bit more patience, I guess. Yeah, for it can them. still be a learning curve. For yeah, them, can't it? Absolutely. Um, Young young coach as well. I think that's another thing. I, I think he quite likes that. He wants these young, inexperienced players because he, he doesn't necessarily want a team full of players who go, I've got more experience than you have, mate. <laughs> you know? That was a problem last year, wasn't it? A lot of the time, it was yeah. international players turning around to this guy who'd never coached top level before and saying, who are you? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, you've not done anything like in football <laughs> or anything. So, um, But yeah, Reese Brown apparently, 15 goals. Uh, sorry, 11 goals and 15 assists uh, last season. 15 assists is quite a decent yeah. amount in a season, isn't it? Um, so yeah, it's um, those are the those are the kind of like ins, I suppose, at Huddersfield. Um, I don't think I've missed anyone else out there. You mentioned Carl and Grant as well, and who came in late last season, and he's that's going to be like a new signing this yeah, season. Absolutely. Um, he was good in League One. Yeah, really good. I remember him coming to us and got booed a little bit actually because he was diving, but um, <laughs> he was lively. And yeah. I mean, yeah, one of the probably Charlton's best player. Um, so yeah, Tom, let's uh, go through the uh, incoming transfers at Leeds United then. So yeah, two main new faces that have come in this summer. The one that most people have pinned their hope on is Helda Costa, who they've signed initially on loan from Wolves for two million this year, and then they've already told them that they'll pay another thirteen million at the end of the year. So is that guaranteed then? Is it gonna? Is it? Oh, that's si signed, sealed, delivered, four-year contract agreed. So wow. yeah, we All in. we better go up. <laughs> um, but he was instrumental in Wolves' promotion uh, a couple of seasons ago. Struggled to adapt to the Premier League and was f sort of phased out after the first couple of months um, at Molyneux right. um, last season. But he comes back down to the Championship and he was a 
not quite a world beater at that level, but was was really, really good for Wolves. He can beat a man. That's what Leeds missed last year. They've got a lot of creative players, Hernandez, people like that. But other than Jack Clark, who's only a kid, they didn't really have someone who you knew was going to be able to show a bit of skill, beat a man, get a ball in the box or put it in the net. So he's going to be key at him. He's going to be the player that all the fans want to see in action come the first day of the season, see how he gets on. Uh, the other new face is Ben White, who is a centre-back who signed on loan from Brighton. Uh, and that strictly is just a loan for now. Right. He's previously played at Newport, so he played against Leeds in that Newport FA Cup game uh, a couple of years ago. And then he was on loan at Peterborough last year. So we've got him from Brighton. He is, by all accounts, a ball-playing centre-back, which very much fits into the way Bielsa wants his yeah. centre-backs to play. He's only young, I think he's 20 or 21, and this is certainly the highest level he's ever played at. Um, and given we've got a gap at centre-back now, he... Yeah, will he re- is he going to replace Pontus then? Is that I the think idea? so. I think the, the suggestion is that they won't be signing another centre-back, which is right. very, very concerning. Yeah. Given we were short of centre-backs last season and we've done, done one in, one out, and it's not an area of the field you want to be short, is it, really? No. And particularly play if he if he struggles to make a step up or doesn't adapt to the way Bielsa plays, all of a sudden... Was there an issue with Pontus then? Was there a problem that he wasn't really a... I mean, was he a ball-playing centre-back? Janssen was. Janssen yeah. sometimes was too much of a ball-playing centre-back. And right. he'd, start, he'd run over the halfway line, give it away. <laughs> and I mean, particularly in his first season, and it's why I've always said that I thought Kyle Bartley made Janssen look better than he was in his first year. Because yeah. Janssen, he was a loose cannon at times and Bartley sort of cleaned up after him a lot whereas right. Liam Cooper as much as he had a good season last year it isn't quite the same in terms of being able to clear up after Janssen so White will come in he will fill that Janssen role it remains to be seen whether he can he can do it and then I suppose and then we've made two other new signings but they are guys who we had last year so Jack Harrison yep. we had on loan from Man City He's what are your thoughts on Jack? he improved as time went on okay. which is encouraging because if he carries he's not starting from yes, zero from again scratch, he's starting yeah. from where he was last year and if he carries on improving then he should be a good it seems like for he's us. getting quite a hard time from a lot of Leeds fans yeah it, first half of the season he was starting a lot and he'd be off by an hour after an hour mm. having not done anything second half of the season he was popping up more with goals assists creating chances he scored the winner against Sheffield Wednesday the mm. he played in arguably the best pass of our whole season in the first leg of the playoffs to get roofing against Derby. So if he, he'll he start on the left wing and I imagine he, you would hope he will kick on from sort of where he finished last season. And then obviously we brought Jack Clark back in who we've sold to Tottenham, um, teenage winger, but we've got him back for a year. Bielsa's spoken to his, his protege, Pochettino, and said, look, we'll look after him for another year for you. Um, and do you think we'll see more of him starting games this season? I don't necessarily think we'll see him starting because it's Costa's position, oh, right yeah. wing. So okay. unless he plays or Harrison's position, he has played on the left. But you would hope he will be able to make more of the same impact he made in the first half of the season or his first half of the season, sort of November to February time, yeah. rather than he struggled when he came back. I don't know if you remember when he was the one who collapsed on the bench yeah. at Middlesbrough and they had to stretch him away. And he took a couple of months off, and he ne- didn't quite look the same player. Is that all? Um, is it, is, that, is he okay now? Is that? Yeah, like... I think it was just a one-off sort of. Yeah. He just collapsed for whatever reason. Just it wasn't like he was just come off or anything like that. So they were a bit there worried. No un- there's no underlying illness. No, there, not un- well, unless they're not telling anyone. Mm. But no, it seems. I'd imagine Tottenham would have checked all that out. Yeah, though, exactly. They were sign him. Um, but yeah, I think defense has worked him out a little bit as well, and it's probably on him this year to. 
work out all right now defenders know who i am how do i counter that and he's probably with bielsa and at championship level it's probably the right level for him to do that before he goes off to try become a, a premier league superstar um so yeah those, those two coming back although people will be underwhelmed by it because it's people love new signings they should both be able to have an impact for us well you've got a squad uh, solid squad already haven't you um, yeah that's proved themselves really at this level and they under- they'll now understand bielsa yeah I think um, the issue is there's top three main players who are being linked to moves away, and if right. any of those go, you would need to buy replacements for them. Right. Okay. Um, obviously, Janssen's gone. Neil Freya, Roof, um, Mateusz Klick, and Calvin Phillips, who's the main one. Yeah. You'd hope some... they've scouted out potential targets. By you now, think though. so? Yeah. Um, so Roof's been linked with Rangers. He's got one year left in his contract. Klick's been linked with Burnley. Who's also got only one year left of his contract, mm. and then Phillips has been linked with Aston Villa and Spurs, but Leeds supposedly are holding out for thirty million for him and trying to get him to sign a new deal. Um, and he's the player that the whole Bielsa system fits around. So you would hope the fact that they signed Bielsa on probably one of the, his things was we keep Phillips. Yeah, if he goes, Bielsa will go. Yeah, plus <laughs> plus he can play centre back, and we're short of them. So mm. you um, think it looks like you. You should. You have a, obviously a very good shot at promotion, though. Like you look at these players and you think, well, if 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 I don't get promoted this year with Leeds, then I can look to move on. Yeah, I think that's so. what it is. I think that's what they'll say to Phillips. They'll give him a bump in wages to get him to probably not the highest paid player because Casilla is on silly money for a <laughs> championship goalkeeper. <laughs> name. For a championship goalkeeper who runs off his line whenever he gets yeah. the chance. Um, but I imagine they'll put Phillips somewhere close to him in terms of wages to try and keep him. Mm, that's but it, yeah, yeah I think that's new signing. I think new signings. That will probably be it, unless right. they sell yeah. someone. Well, that makes plenty of time for Amy you to go through Bradford City's whole new squad. <laughs> <laughs> you no, just want to skim over some of it. Yeah, I mean, God, I think the most eye-catching ones. You've got Clinton Donson and James Vaughan coming in, which is like we'd have taken one or the other and yeah. being chuffed to bits. Um, a lot of goals between those yeah. two. And we've still got Owen Doyle from last season who um, who scored plenty of goals um, when he got the chances, when they came about eventually. Um, so, I mean, them three between them, I mean, especially because I think we'll play 4-4-2 this season and you've got two of them starting, one of them on the bench and rotate between them. We should be looking at quite a few goals there. Um, and then everywhere else, I mean, we got... We've still got quite a few trialists on loan as well, so I don't even think this will be it. Uh, we signed Pardy O'Connor from Leeds, um, who looked, he came in at the, I think he came in in January um, on loan, played a few games, looked quite good, actually wore the captain's armband at one point, which shows you how shoddy our season was. Yeah. I think he was like the seventh captain last season. Um, but he looked really tidy on the ball, um, and everybody's quite excited that he's, Sticking about. You had Lewis O'Brien last season as well, didn't you? Yeah, and, he's um, got a new deal, hasn't he? Yeah. He's really good. Is he? Yeah. Because there's a, yeah, I've seen him a little bit in pre-season and they've, I noticed they've given him a deal now. Yeah. It's like they've suddenly they've realised that he is actually yeah. the real deal. We cancelled our Player of the Year awards last season because we were that bad. But he <sighs> would have probably swept up. Really? He was class. That's quite exciting for us because that's almost like sticking a new signing yeah. in there. And he was quite a, he's, a, he's a really hard worker and a massive fan's favourite as well. 
so that'll, that'll go always, down well yeah, definitely. I think it's the same for all clubs, isn't it? Every, you know, all the our clubs. I mean, I don't know about other clubs really in general, but you do like to see someone who puts it in. They yeah, tend to be absolutely. the fans' favourites, don't they? That's good. So yeah. Um, Richards Everton came in from Accrington. There's another lad who's played loads of League One and League Two games. Another centre back. Um, signed a few defenders actually. Um, a lad called Tyler French from non-league who apparently was quite highly rated and a lot of people wanted him. He looked good. I went to the Bradford Liverpool game at the weekend last week um and he looked quite good um henley who we got um used to play for blackburn right back which is another um this all this thing about boyer came in and made us look better defensively we've let a lot of players go so obviously we've got a lot of gaps to fill um longer worked with him at blackburn yeah there's quite a few links like that i mean he brought in paul caddis last season uh, midway through the season um he's gone now but like he's he's using that blackburn link quite well uh, Longridge was a left back who we signed from uh, Dunfermline. Played a lot of Scottish Championship games. Looks quite good. Um, who else have we got? Uh, backup goalkeeper in Hornby. Uh, Zelly Ishmael, uh, winger who used to play for Walsall. A lot of League One and League Two games again. Yeah. And we've also brought in a lad called Matt Palmer from Rotherham. It was probably the best player on the pitch against Liverpool. Right. Um, central midfielder, just a season long loan. But what was he doing? Just was he a defensive midfielder? He's kind of like a, um, he's very tidy on the ball. He drops deep to get it, but he also gets forward quite a lot. Spread right. spread about some nice passes and all that kind of thing. Oh nice. Um, we've also got a couple of lads coming back from loans. So we had Jordan Gibson was on loan in, at Stevenage last season for the second half of the season. Um, made a little bit of an impact. He's normally a winger and he used to come off the bench make quite a little bit of an impact but he played in a central role against Liverpool after Palmer was probably the best player on the pitch Yeah. Um, and he had quite a good little season hasn't played that much senior football so for him to get a nice little loan last season was good and we've got Shea McCartan coming back who was at Lincoln um, yeah. and obviously they went up um, and he was at Accrington a couple of years back had a cracking season in League 2 I think he got double figures for goals and assists. So we're kind Sounds of like should have had him last season. Yeah, we really <laughs> should have um, like actually come back. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he's dropping into a level where he's quite good and yeah. should have a good season again. We'll move on a little bit to that pre-season. We've touched on it a little bit there with some of the new signings as well. Um, Huddersfield who are out in Austria, they they do this uh, almost every season now. Uh, feels that way anyway. But they go to like an Austrian training camp, um, and I don't know if it's to do with like altitude or anything. But I'm assuming it's because of the setup. They've got the setup there and everything, and all that all the things that they need. So um, yeah, the 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 results were uh, have gone quite well so far. So they played um, SVG Firth, and they played them twice in one day. So they they kind of like one squad and then they played like one team and then they played like a, se- a second team. So it was one all in the first game, and then in the second game, um, it was one nil. Uh, the next match was against Hamburg, which was which is quite quite a test actually, um, decent team, and that was a one nil win, which again is quite promising. Um, I have to say I watched some of these games on the iFollow on the website, and these German sides were pressing like nobody's business. Like I, especially against um, SVG for Firth, they were. I, I've not seen anything like like they were just bang. As soon as Huddersfield got the ball, they were like tight, you know, tight as any. So they were, Town were doing quite well to play out, play out of it, and that's a great test because I think there's going to be a lot of that in the championship. This yeah, season. it's filtering down from sort of the top 
team coaches yeah. a lot more foreign influence in the championship it, yeah, I mean like if, you, if, the, if you do it and you do it well but you've then it really says a lot about the ability you've got on the field if those players have got to have total confidence in their own ability to get out of those situations pretty quickly um, I think we're going to see a lot of kind of like swapping possession <laughs> because of it in the championship because there's, there's obviously not all the players are going to be able to kind of get themselves out of those situations easily um, and yeah a 3-1 win against Rochdale which uh, looked quite good as well after a slow start and Rochdale's, uh, the goal Rochdale scored was remarkably easy. Totally unmarked cross and totally unmarked header. No one, well. even, no one even jumped in the box. And so there was a bit, that point in the first half was a little bit like, okay, we look really slow and languid and um, they've just scored a goal, which looked very simple. <laughs> it looked like the kind of goal we were conceding in the Premier League, actually. Um, so that was a little bit worrying. But then the team kind of seemed to get into the rhythm and second half came out slightly differently. Uh, goals from Hogg. I'd uh, like to see him get a few more goals, get forward. Uh, he's, he's actually got a good shot on him, but he, he's never really in those positions. He's too busy putting out fires elsewhere. Uh, Kamora scored a really nice just kind of side foot uh, from just around the edge of the area, just side footed it in, just inside the box, actually just side footed into the corner. Nice goal. Um, and the first goal actually was scored by Kachunga, which was a header from a Pritchard cross, um, which I think you'll see a lot of this season. I think Town will be playing with kind of a 4-3-3. Well, definitely, they've, all, they've pretty much come out and said they're going to set up 4-3-3. And you'll see like Pritchard on one side, Kachunga on the other, and probably Grant in the middle. And then those three will just always rotate, hopefully with Grant more or less always in the centre, uh, with the other guys, that some of the new new transfers coming in. Um, so yeah, it's been an interesting. Uh, there's been some interesting games there. There's a few more to come. Uh, Tom, how much, what have Leeds been up to? So their first preseason matches were last week. Um, they went to York City and thrashed them. I can't remember the exact score. It might be four nil with sort of a half the team, and then the next day the other half of the team played at Geisley, uh, and they came from behind to win two one. Costa the shining light in that game. Uh, as he should be against a sixth tier opposition goal and an assist um, and then 16 members of the squad travelled over to Perth over the weekend uh, they left some of the senior players behind uh, there was talk that Bielsa wasn't even going to go because he wanted he was going to waste too much of his time how's this come about this is the Man United game isn't it that's right so they're playing Man United and then they, I think they're also playing Perth Glory who United, yeah. Man United played um, earlier this week and I think it's just a commercial thing Right. See, I was speaking to some Aussies the other week uh, when I was in France, and they they were basically saying there's so many Leeds fans in Australia because obviously I had Kuehl and yeah. Maduka. Mm. Um, I think I saw some pictures, actually, the fans that came out to the Leeds game. There was absolutely loads of them. I think there was rumours that they sold 20,000 tickets to Leeds fans. I'm not sure it was quite that many. but no. Was it training? Where there was like twelve thousand yeah, people or something yeah. at training the night before. It's like, quite impressive. So yeah, there's I know this massive... Leeds do go on about this. Our oh, fans everywhere and all that. <laughs> you can un underestimate it slightly, can't you? Yeah. I mean, I mean from people. I mean, obviously, you guys will never underestimate it. You'll always no. overestimate it. But <laughs> 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 but it, I think for other supporters, you go, yeah, yeah, a little bit. But I thought we're just mad yeah. to hear like the Viduka Kuehl legacy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> and we had a few other Aussie guys who sort of didn't really break through at the same time. We yeah. had a really good link up with a couple of like academies over there. Um, so yeah, we went over there, played Manchester United yesterday, and got a four nil shellacking. That was at the time of recording. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just for now. <laughs> we got four nil shellacking. Leeds created loads of chances, but as was the case last season, just couldn't put any away. 
and then just the lack of defense defenders got exposed by Rashford and Daniel James who was it strong been... teams from both well, United played everyone because it gave 45 minutes to uh, yeah, all yeah, their players yeah. so they yeah. started with Rashford James Pogba um, Lindelof Eric Bailey I think and in the second half brought on Martial um, Lukaku was the only one who didn't play he was with them at the minute Right. Martial scored Phil Jones scored which I mean the Jesus. ultimate ignominy. um <laughs> So, yeah, Leeds' lack of defenders just got exposed by because Lukaku wasn't playing, so it was just all their flyers who yeah, they had yeah. up front. Yeah. And they just every time they got the ball, they just tore through Leeds. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's frightening to um, come up against. And Leeds' team was sort of half and half. Yeah. Like I said, they only took 16 players and five or six of them were the kids. Yeah. So, but like Phillips was playing, Cooper played, Roof and Bamford both played Hernandez. But then they also, last night, at the time of recording, played Tancaster Albion with the other half of the squad. Which so that was Costa, um, Luke Ayling played I think in that game, Clark, um, and won five one. So we had a net five all draw yesterday <laughs> against <laughs> totally taking it, two very it? kind, two very different kinds <laughs> of opposition. Just a bit, yeah. um, a hat trick for Ryan Edmondson, who is a I think he's eighteen now, year old striker, scored a lot of goals in like the youth team in the under twenty threes last season. The only issue is. He's not seen as a Bielsa kind of player. He's very, very big for an 18-year-old. He made his debut a couple of years ago when he was only 16 and was like twice the size of everyone on the pitch. <laughs> and for, B- for a Bielsa player, you need to be quick and get about. Yeah, yeah. And he scored loads of goals under 23s last year, even though he wasn't already always starting because they play the same style. They like to play the same style so the kids can come up to the first team if they need to. And so he was sort of coming off the bench for 20 minutes, just bullying all the defenders and getting himself a couple of goals. <laughs> But there's, there's the concern of where he could step up into a Bielsa team yeah. and do what Bielsa wants him to do. But he knows what the goal is, so he may well be an option this year. That sounds good. Amy? Um, we've not done, I mean, very, very in opposition, actually. We played Geisley, beat them, uh, Ecclesall United, the local It's not team. easy to beat Geisley, though. I've been to those games where town yeah. have been Le- Leeds have lost there. We've played a yeah. bit we have, we've um, lost there. It can be quite soul-destroying at the start of the season because yeah. you go to the ground and everything, and I know the area well, and it, they're, they are a small club. They're, they're kind of punching above yeah. their weight, and uh, those games tend to be quite hard. Yeah, I mean, it's usually one that I always go to. Um, I missed it this year, but um, we basically, because we signed James Hansen a few years back from Geisley, we have this, like, agreement that we basically play them every year. Um, and, I mean, most to be fair, there's not much you can read into the friendlies too much this, so far because we've just played so many trialists. Mm. Um, we played Liverpool um, last week, time of recording, um, for basically Stephen Darby's yeah, charity match. Who's, that looks great. That yeah, was full stadium, wasn't it? Yeah, he, it was the highest attendance at the ground since it was redone after the fire. Right. Um, basically, to for those that don't know, to support basically Derby having MMD. Mm. Um, yeah, raised loads of money. James Milner gave him a massive thirty grand check for his foundation. Yeah, um, credit to Milner Which for is that. a nice thing. Gave ten grand, I think, to another MMD charity as well. Um, but to be fair, we played. That was probably the the most you could read into a game, and we didn't look that bad. I mean, we got shaken up a little bit. In the first half, they scored two goals in like two minutes. Yeah. Um. They scored, I think it was James Vaughan on goal actually. Basically, I can't remember who it was that had a shot. It might have been Wilson. I can't imagine him being that close to his own yeah. goal. Really. Well, it was. Um. I think it was a. Fr- it was a free kick or a corner, and basically somebody had a shot from the edge of the box, and Vaughan went to head it, 
behind and he just headed it into his own net. Right. So it was quite unlucky. And then um, they got a penalty within two minutes later yeah. and then it was 2-0. Um, I saw the, t- the stats on the game. It didn't look like you got a lot of the ball. No. Liverpool doing they, what they do best. They absolutely had pretty much... I mean, first half, we were we were a bit more adventurous. Um, they scored again before half-time, went in 3-0 at half-time, but we, uh, we won the second half. Okay, 1-0, yeah. thanks yeah. for knowing Doyle penalty. Um, but, I mean... How did that come about, the penalty? Um, I think it was... It was just a real... I think it was their... I think one of their wingers, one of the young lads, who just trapped back and just dived into a bit yeah. of a silly tackle. Um, but, I mean, we looked... We didn't look that shaken up by... I mean, this is a Liverpool team that wasn't full strength. Like, it didn't have many of the big stars. Mm. Milner's played, Origi played... Um, Matip, Joe Gomez, but like Robertson's injured. Yeah, still Van decent Dijk. players. Yeah, and that's a little bit of an insight. What it's like, what every Premier League league yeah. game's like against the top six. Like you just I, don't touch the ball. Yeah, so like second half they had Matip and Gomez at centre backs. It was basically us playing at Premier League centre yeah. backs. Um, but I mean we changed the whole team first half and second half. So, but we, I mean we we look quite good. There's quite a few players that look quite good in there. Um. I think we've got a couple more games yet that I think we're going to have to read more into. We've got Wigan coming up, yeah. which would be a decent game. Be- At the time of recording? Yes. When, how soon is that? Um, this weekend, I believe. Right. Um, but yeah, we've got a couple more. We've got Bradford Park Avenue. Um, big local derby. Big local derby. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll have to see. I think, I think we're going to have to wait and see coming up because there's not really much you can read in yet when we've got so many blooming trialists. That's it. I think the biggest thing for City, given all those players coming in, and you've got trialists in around the club and everything now, is actually getting that squad yeah, settled. Absolutely. Yeah. We've still got quite a few players that haven't played in pre-season yet for injuries and stuff like Ishmael's not played because he's had a back problem. I don't think McCartan's played yet. Um, but yeah, we just need to get everybody kind of fit and because the the squad is absolutely stacked. Um, yeah. So. He needs to start making decisions now on what he's, who he's going to keep and yeah, who he's going to let definitely. go and just start get a bit of a neat team together. I think we've. I think to be fair, other than the trialists, I don't think we'll see many more ins, um, unless M- Ollie McBurney, who is oh, a yeah. former Bradford um, academy lad, who's obviously at Swansea, Sheffield United have just bid fifteen million for him and had it turned down. Um, right. If he moves on, we have a fifteen percent salmon clause. So if we get a couple of million in from him moving on maybe they'll do something but I, I can't see him there's the only gap in the squad is like left wing yep. so we'll have to see cool thank you very much well I think we're going to have to leave it there but um, well, we're not going to talk about the big talking point what's the big talking point the <laughs> big talking point of the week in West Yorkshire Sport that kit <laughs> <laughs> what is going on we might have to leave it there <laughs> uh, yeah we could talk about I mean it's <laughs> It's just this is the it's a marketing stunt, isn't it? Um, and the, the funny thing is, at that time the, of recording, the, yeah, <laughs> the fans have gone. Uh, that you know, my dad texts me; he was like having a heart attack. You know, <laughs> he thought that's the kit for the season. What have they done for the club? I've had enough of it. You know, it's uh, football's gone to whatever. And yeah, this is what happened. If you get into bed with Paddy Power, then this is what the you're F- going to get. The FA response is exactly what Paddy Power want, don't they? Because yeah. then they can paint it as. Exactly. Oh, we've been oh, we've been told we've had to change it. Blah, blah, blah. And it was all. I think I saw someone say the goalkeeper's kit. They noticed it last for the Rochdale game was stuck on with sellotape. The sash, yeah, bit yeah. like it. What like they just put it on and just 
yeah to get the photos done but the amount of people who message me people i haven't heard from in ages messaging me what's i can't believe this you know i I just thought that they've nailed it of paddy power haven't they but it's it for me it was just a case of and i think a lot of town fans feel this way is that we at the moment after that after such an embarrassing season in the premier league where we are a bit of an embarrassment to football i would no i'd rather have just not had this attention and just kind of got on with the season and all these players and the positivity around the club and the players obviously this affects the players a little bit they don't want to be part of a laughing stock either i mean if you work for a business and they start making fun of that business uh, uh, you know externally you kind of you might start to feel a little bit different about it so and footballers are all very into the you know the, the, their things their trends and everything they don't necessarily want to be associated with something which is a joke but hopefully it won't go too crazy <laughs> i mean i guess the one good thing i've forgotten want... about that for a moment then. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. the one good thing you want to come from it is like obviously they have these shirts now yeah are they gonna like sell them off, I, them I, off yeah, or I was something gonna say, like... They make like 10 to auction off or something yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. and you know maybe yeah. do something with that if and that's where you spin that, it yeah. that's how you spin it into a positive i don't yeah. know give it to some chariots there's a lot of gambling sponsorship in in football and some people see it as a bit of an issue um Something bizarre, I'm not that keen on as well is that the fact that the, when you get the kids shirts, yeah, they don't they don't put the sponsor on them. But in a way, the kids don't like that because they want the shirts like yeah. the players wear. So they've got a different version. It looks yeah. a bit fake, doesn't yeah, it? it does. when it's it not got a sponsor yeah, it looks on. like uh, when you've bought, bought in Mallorca or something, <laughs> you know. Um, they sell so, them in Mallorca on the Spill Town shirts. Definitely not, definitely not. Um, so, yeah, that has been a bit of a talking point, hasn't it? Just a uh, bit. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how long they leave it before the end of the season, before they before the start in of inverted the commas cave. Yeah to, yeah, to the pressure of the FA. It's the most exciting transfer. I was just, <laughs> yesterday, I was just kind of like, oh, there'll for. be a point where they'll just they'll just show the real kit. They'll yeah. show the real kit. I would imagine it'll be by the time this goes out, the real kit will already be out there, and you'll be able to see. I couldn't believe they were playing in it last night. It's got to be, a, it's gotta be a good <laughs> kit now. Like, I'd imagine it'll just be that kit that yeah. they were playing yeah. in without the sash. You know. I thought quite a nice touch would be if Paddy Power had said, you know, we've got what we want now and they just decide not to have a sponsor on the shirt or something and you could just go for traditional blue and white stripes without a sponsor on it. Not a chance. Like for the whole not season. Not a chance. <laughs> no. But that would have been a nice touch. But anyway, yeah, that doesn't that probably won't happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks, Amy. Thanks, Tom. Um, I'm David Milner. I don't think I introduced myself at the start, but um, yeah, if you've uh, listened to this and you enjoy it, then obviously come back, listen to the next one. And hopefully next time we record this, there'll be a few more developments and we'll know more about the teams. But thank you very much and goodbye.